Yo, what's up? What's up? It's the Hungry Millennial back again. Actually, you know what? Not back again with just the proactive pragmatism. We're starting off our Millennials R series. And this gentleman that I want to bring to the episode, childhood friend. We went to grade school together. Little kids playing on the playground. Now he's in the photography. And I want to bring him to the show to so that he can provide advice and feedback and kind of tell his millennial story. So here we go. Carson, what's, what's going on, man? How you been? Man, it, it's been a minute, man. I I, yeah. I don't even think we've seen each other since grade school. Not face to face, man. It's been a minute, man, for sure. Man, so like, you know, I'm glad to have you on the podcast. I appreciate yeah, you coming thanks, on. Man. That was a warm so, welcome, too. That was sweet. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, so what's been going on in your life, bro? Dude, I've been busy. Um, so, you know, you might remember like uh, back like. November, I was still living back home, back hometown, Murfreesboro. Um, I owned a house at the time, you know, um, I was working at the hospital locally. Um, and then like within a month, I had sold my house, moved to St. Louis, um, back into like an apartment, you know what I mean? Uh, changed jobs, but went from like a, you know, small town hospital that I was working maintenance in to uh, 2 million square foot, you know, North County, St. Louis hospital. Um, so things have changed drastically, man. Uh, I've been really busy, um, out every weekend trying to take pictures, you know, uh, meeting people as much as I can, you know, making some contacts. Um, it's, it's, it's been a slow process with, you know, doing the work thing and also moving and selling the house and doing everything. But I'm finally getting to the point where like, it's kind of sliding into place. So I just been busy, man. Okay, transitioning, making it happen. I, yeah. I checked out your Instagram page, man. You pretty good. Like I, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. that you was that sick with a camera. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, what, I, what I inspired been, man? Uh, like, so that's a great question, man. Like, really, I was thinking about this. Like, I, I really like photography. Obviously, like, I like doing that. Um, and I think the reason why I like it so much is I've always been more of kind of like a technical guy but also like an art creative you know what i mean um and photography kind of allows you to do both of those things you got to learn the tech side of it um you got to understand how light works how your camera works uh, learn all that new gear software editing i mean the whole nine yards so i get to nerd out on that but then also like there's the creative side you know composition um, what you're actually capturing, the emotions behind it. Um, so I like being able to have the best, best of both worlds with that. And I think once I started learning some of the processes and really gaining some knowledge in that field, um, I got like addicted to that. You know what I mean? Like that, oh, wow, like I just learned all this. That's what that person was saying and it worked. You know what I mean? Um, and then you get that product and like you said, you know, some of my stuff on Instagram has been, you know, transforming and getting a little better. And 
man, it's, it's, there's no better feeling than seeing like some of your hard work pay off. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely inspiration wise, um, you know, working hard labor is not easy. You know what I mean? Working a nine to five man for somebody else, making someone else money. That's, that's no good. Um, talk about growing pains as a millennial dog. Like that's deep. Like that's deep. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's crazy because it's weird. Like, they call us lazy, but at the same time, like they want us to work for them. So yeah, it, yeah. it's a really weird, it's a really weird dichotomy there. Yeah, they um, don't want us out of the loop, man. Yeah, it's weird because they kind of need us with taxes, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of a thing. Like, who's gonna pay the taxes for yeah, their retirement? Someone's, someone's gotta pay the bills, it. man. And we're paying yeah. the bills. <laughs> nah, I agree. So I noticed that you lean more towards street photography. And so, like, why did you choose street photography over, like, sports and wildlife? Or is that something that you're looking to get into? Um, you know, I, I don't like uh, putting myself, like, in a box. You know what I mean? Um, okay. I think what got me started on the street uh, style, because, um, you know, there's a lot of different opinions on what is and isn't, you know, street photography. And I'm not going to get into that, but just, like, the, being on the street and taking pictures, you know what I mean? Like where I'm actually just candidly meeting strangers. Uh, when I'm talking about street photography, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but even a lot of my model photography is kind of a street style, you know what I mean? More urban, you know, settings. But um, the street thing started with, you know, when you, when you first get started, Honestly, there's just not a lot of people that you can take pictures of. And I think it started more naturally just kind of wanting to take more pictures and, and, you know, get some more practice and not really having anyone to take a picture of, you know, and it's weird asking people, like, hey, can I take pictures of you? Like some people are like down, they're like, great. Yeah. Other people are like, no, you know, especially when you're starting, like you're not good. No one wants you to take your picture because you're not good yet. Um, so I just went to the streets, you know, people can't tell you no really on the street. It's, it's, you know, public property. So the law said you can take a picture of them. Um, and that's kind of how it started. But then I fell in love with it, dude. Like, um, you know, a lot of street photographers just take a picture and move on. I can't really do that. You know, I've got that personality where I want to meet people and get some kind of a story behind it. You know, what the meaning of the picture is. Um, and it's just small talk normally, but sometimes I meet someone, man, and we just hit it off. Like I've got a, a, a I, you see him on some of my, my old Instagram page, um, but I've taken pictures of him several times, but uh, Carl, man, like he's always out on the street um, in downtown St. Louis. And we're like, we're buddies, man. I see him, we catch up. Like I know, you know, what, if he's been in a hospital, if he's got an apartment, you know what I mean? Cause he's, he's kind of staying on the streets, but you know, the the human side of it is i think what got me on that like getting to interact with humans and people and get on the street with people that are just going about their day and then someone's paying attention to them and they want to take their photo and know their story um so i think that's that's what got me in the street stuff but yeah i'm not gonna say that you know a couple years from now i might be doing sports shots you know what i mean like it's it is what it is i like learning all the different you gonna be out there capturing the red devils? Is that- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be the I'll be the new breaker, man. <laughs> man, that, he's a beast. He's a monster. Like, yeah. did did you did you take 
any inspiration from the stuff that he kind of did or like because it's weird like i'm like carson taking pictures like where did this come from yeah kind of yeah i don't honestly i i always liked his stuff man um every time he was out he had some of the nicest gear man like his cameras and his lenses were crazy expensive and you know just mm -hmm. he was decked out you know so that was a cool side of it um but i can't really think back to anyone that was doing photography that i watched and thought like i want to do that like it just kind of happened mm. naturally like i just okay i think the very first time it ever came up um i was taking a lot of pictures like on my phone which everyone was at the time especially in the early 2000s man when cell phones started getting you know those three megapixel cameras and we thought it was great you know we were all <laughs> taking pictures and um but i was like editing them and getting serious about it and my mom kind of saw that she's like you're you know you take some pretty good pictures with that you know if i got you a camera would you be into this and i was like sure and she got me you know a cheaper camera for christmas that year and that's what started it all man honestly oh so it was your mom's okay she yeah okay shout out, shout like, out mom <laughs> <laughs> like what year what year was that uh would you say this is like 2012 13 and then uh, okay. I I got into it and learned a little bit about it. The camera, like I said, it was it was a single lens camera, so you couldn't mount a separate lens on it. Like it came with the lens. That's all you had. Um, and you know it's locked in at like a certain shutter speed and stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't one that you could do a lot on, but it was good to learn on. And uh, I learned a lot about the editing process. But then I kind of fell out of it after that. Like I everybody does this man photography sports you kind of hit that wall where you don't get better <laughs> and mm -hmm. everything just seems to suck every time you put something out you're like oh this is awful and that kind of like drags you down i think that got to me um and i left it for a while and then mm -hmm. i picked it back up a few years ago and haven't really stopped since mm. so i, I kind of got that way with podcasting too like it's kind of weird like it's weird how your passions kind of like haunt you they're yeah. like i'm still here like yeah. what are you gonna do now you got a exactly. little extra money what are you gonna do now yeah and that was weird for me like i'm like because i'm like man i'm tired of this podcasting thing like at the time i was homeless yeah. uh when i started I remember, vlogging yeah, i remember sleeping in your car man i remember that yeah yeah so i was like man you know what then i was like i need to get my life together a little bit more better right and yeah. so i decided that i was gonna go and Work for FedEx. I came back to Champagne. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Sleeping on the floor. I had somebody's like I was staying at like a, a family friend's house, and their mom lived there. Every morning she wake up and kick my mattress. Like <laughs> and like and so it got to a point where like my body clock would wake me up and be like, "You're gonna get kicked." About to kick this mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, it, that that was wild. But it, it's amazing how our passions kind of chase us more yeah. than we chase them. Yeah, especially. Um, so did you, so what, what year did you pick the camera back up or was it one of those things where? It was like 2017, I think. Um, okay. Since 2017, I've been actively trying to make this more than just like a, you know, let's go out to the park and take some pictures. Like I've actively been trying to up my game or, you know, get clients or, um, you know, kind of master the art of it, you know what I mean? The, the technological side of it. Um, mm. 
yeah, I really dove into, you know, the lighting and like, so I shoot all manual on my camera. So like when, like for instance, if I'm out on the street, you know, the sun's, you know, behind buildings, above buildings, you know, you got all kinds of different little things uh, that change. Every little setting that affects the lighting in there, I got to change it in real time. So I'm changing my aperture, my shutter speed, my, uh, my ISO settings, um, all of that, you know, you got to kind of change as you're taking the picture. And if the lighting changes or the, the person moves, you got to change all that. Um, and that doesn't come just like right off the bat, you know, you've got to learn you sure? here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you sure? Cause like, you know, everybody wants free pics. Yeah. Everybody wants free pictures. I mean, like, nowadays that has to grind your gear, right? Like oh, how do you balance like the free, make me look yeah. Instagram famous and like, Hey, this is something that I like to make money right. out of. Well, the crazy thing is, man, is like nowadays you can grab one of these and take a picture probably just as good as I can, um, like right in front of your face, <laughs> just boom, bam. You know, the camera technology has gotten crazy lately, but uh, there's still an art form to the lighting. There's still an art form to grabbing the emotion, you know what I mean, and pulling that into the frame. And uh-huh. you can't do that with a phone, man. Like, I think people think they can, um, uh, but you really need somebody to look at you and see what they're going to take a picture of. You can't really do it like that. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's an art to the photographer learning who they're taking a picture of and capturing those emotions. Um, it's hard to explain, but when you see it, you know, like if, if, you know, one photographer goes in and for instance, just snaps a couple pictures and go, those are good. See you later. Versus the other guy comes in and is like, you know, what are you into? What do you, what's, what's your life like? And, you know, start to get some person talking when they relax a little bit, they start to become like more of themselves. And if you can okay. snap that into the photo, that, that's that right there is better than any editing or, you know, crazy phone camera. Like you got to be able to capture that person. Um, people talk about it all the time. Photographers kind of get it without having to explain it. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird idea, but it, it, it's different. Trust me. Yeah. When you, when you're not vibing with that person, it, uh-huh. it shows big time on the camera. Like I've got pictures I've taken of people where we didn't get along at all and it, they're awful. You know what I mean? Like, really? Like yeah, that's yeah, a thing. Not like, not like, uh, you know, we're sitting here arguing, but like it, we just didn't click. You know what I mean? And, okay. and you can see it on their face, you know, like if me and you were uncomfortable right now, you'd mm-hmm. be able to kind of tell, like we'd be a little awkward with each other. We've mm-hmm. known each other forever. So it's easy for yeah, us, that's you know, true. Yeah. but if you were a stranger and you just hired me because you saw like my Instagram, you thought it was good. Um, and I walked in and I was kind of, you know, not a jerk, but just passive, you know, not really talking to you and just taking pictures of you. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, well, that that is kind of weird. And it's interesting that you say that because, like, is it awkward shooting during COVID? Like, I think that has to be rough. Like, that's that has to be weird. Like, how has your approach changed or has it changed at all? Or are you because you sound very passionate about this? Yeah. So where there's passion, there's the ability to overcome. How do you feel like? you've adjusted to overcoming and, and also making it happen during COVID because you're balancing being a maintenance tech and trying to run a photography business. 
Right. Your stuff is hot, but it's a lot of hot, you know, a lot of other hot material out there too. Oh, yeah, a lot of competition, man. So how do you manage that? Man, uh, I'd be lying to say that, you know, I've got the best business model out there that I'm pulling lots of clients all the time. Like, that's just not the case. COVID, I think, messed everybody up. I mean, okay. not even just business-wise, mentally, physically, emotionally. And I think mm -hmm. uh, the biggest thing for me, man, is I kind of just, uh, I hid away for a while. Um, I kind of stopped focusing on getting clients just because I didn't really feel like many people were going to be booking at that time. And the ones that were, I don't, I didn't know if I wanted to do it at the time. You know, it was just, it was a weird time for sure when it first started, you know, back okay. last spring, a year ago when they shut everything down, you know, you weren't really sure what you could and couldn't do and get away with. And like, for instance, as a as thinking more on the business side of it, it's, you know, everybody's scared. It's a pandemic. People are getting sick. And then you post some pictures you just took of, you know, four or five people, you know, what are people going to think about that? You know, you got to think about everything you put online. Now people are going to have an opinion about, you know what I mean? I remember, I remember seeing stories back home of like businesses just getting trashed because they did something people didn't like, you know, like uh, somebody was working there and wasn't wearing a mask or they were open when they, you know, people thought they should be closed. So I was a little worried to do anything, to be honest. But okay. um, I think once things started to settle down a little bit and now it's kind of like it's, it's still COVID, but it's been a little bit more normalized and people know the situation and know how to kind of maneuver it. Um, mm. I think managing it is definitely, it's definitely weird, man, for sure. Cause you gotta, you know, if, if you're taking pictures of somebody, you know, that's one thing, but if you got a new client or something, uh, they may not trust you. You know, they may think that, you know, it's not a good time to do it. A lot of it's just kind of, you know, like you said, learning the situation and trying to adapt the best you can. Um, yeah. I think anybody would be kind of in a, in a weird boat though, business wise. I mean, but you know, the other thing is, is like, you have to be in a bit of a, a weird boat cause you're an entitled millennial. Everything's been given yeah. to you. Yeah. So exactly. you just magically became a great photographer, right? Like, you, right. you know, yeah. like I watched one so YouTube video and I was good to go. <laughs> That's it. That's so what it what like so when when you hear the word entitled as a millennial, yeah. like as a young person, I mean we kind of getting a little older, right? Like our generations yeah, we're not we're young up anymore. there. Yeah, we're um, in our 30s. That's crazy. <laughs> like what 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 do you think about like is when it comes when you hear that word, like we hear people say the millennial generation is just entitled with their avocado toast. What do you think about? Like what it what what how does that make you feel? Well, first of all, let me let me tell you exactly. Oh, first of all, he said. First of all, let me. First of all, let me get the list out. No, um, I don't like putting you know a whole group of people into a box. Obviously, people our age have these things that we do that's different than people older and younger than us. That's that's how it works because yeah. we grew up together. Um, but I think when you're talking about the word entitled, you know, to me, that's that's somebody that thinks that they deserve something based on either who they are or what in, in the word itself, what their title is. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there's people that think they deserve things that they haven't worked for, you know, and some people get it. Um, but you know, for the rest of us, normal people that, you know, weren't born into money or, um, you know, class, 
you got to learn how to do something. You got to offer a product or a solution. Um, mm. and that's what I'm trying to do. Well, and it's also like you're offering a difficult product, right? Because, and I mean this with all due respect when I say this, no, it, it sounds, you know, you're in an industry that's not necessarily a necessity. No, exactly. But like, yeah. but, but I also think it's, it's weird because here's the other side of that. It also kind of is a necessity to capture yeah. the person, to bring the, the people art. together. Yeah, That's what I mean, photography it, does. Yeah. If you look back at, I mean, we've still got paintings from the Renaissance, dude, during the Black Plague. You know what I mean? And that was, that was, uh, I think, a lot worse than probably COVID has been. And, mm -hmm. and we didn't have any of the technology we have now. But there's some art that came out of that period that that'll be around forever that we've, you know, kept in museums. Same goes for like World War II. Look at all the stuff that came out, you know, in that period, you know, the photography, the the films, um, the paintings, stuff like that. I mean, art's always going to be around, like whether people are paying you to do it or not, it's going to be there because people that do art obviously do it because that makes them feel good. That, that's what makes them happy. Um, okay. But as far as business goes, that's totally different, you know, because like things like COVID happen or money's tight for everybody, you know, right now. And, you know, there's been times when it's been worse than this, you know, and people aren't going to be paying for photography when they can't pay for food. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, um, you, I mean, it's some people out there hustling, you know, getting them iPhones. So I'm going to be yeah. honest, bro. If they can buy the iPhone, they can pay a little extra for them pictures. So yeah, yeah, exactly. you head up. Yeah. Um, like, so what are some major challenges that you feel like we face as millennials compared to like other generations? Like, do you think there's anything that's like totally different, or like, what is oh, your yeah. your mindset, your thought process on that? So when you're talking about millennials, uh, I think we're like one of the biggest experiments ever when you think about it like okay so me and you for instance when we were kids early 90s um you didn't talk to anybody on the phone unless you were at like, somebody's house obviously you know we had car phones which were like this big and they're like plugged into the middle of your car and you could only mm -hmm. use them like in right in the middle of a city or something like that you know what i mean for eight seconds and it was twenty dollars for a phone call but mm -hmm. you know we had that and then we had like the news and the radio, but we didn't like pull out a device every 10 minutes and look at it and see what other people's opinions were or see what happened, you know, overseas or down the street, even, you know what I mean? We, we weren't connected like we are now. We were, but in a totally different way. And that's, that's a good thing and a bad thing because I mean, my parents didn't have to worry about what people think. 24 seven, like when they got off work and they went home, they were by themselves. The only time anybody okay. was going to know what was going on is if they came over or got on the phone with them. Right. They weren't able to, you know, hop on FaceTime or put their thoughts on Facebook or see other people's opinions or, you know, readily just be on the news like this. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, if something happens in Paris right now, like me and you are going to like, our phones are going to start going off right now. We're going to look and see what's happening. Like, it's a totally different world, man. I think that's a big challenge in and of itself because we're like bombarded with opinions and reactions. You know what I mean? 
versus coming up with our own, you know, abilities and thoughts and opinions and sticking to them because we, we came up with them through a process. And now you come up with an opinion by kind of conforming, to be honest. Yeah. If you look at Facebook and kind of see what other people think. I think wow. that's a, a big challenge. Yeah, because especially in photography, I can get on my phone right now and find a thousand pictures that blow me out of the water. You know what I mean? Or watch videos of people that do things that I won't be able to do for another 10 years. And that's that's hard on you. At the same time, it's good, but it's, it's hard on you. You know what I mean? Because you see so much talent and it's right there. You know what I mean? Like, and you just don't feel like you're up to it or, you know, you know, and the other side of it is you might post a picture and someone get on there and just dog it or say something about it, you know, bad or other photographers are the worst, man. Like, man, they're brutal. Like they, they'll tear you apart. It's that ego coming out real quick, but, uh, yeah. that's, that's definitely a different thing. I think than what like our parents were used to. And then what I was going back with earlier is, you know, we were in involved with before and now, you know what I mean? Like before social media and readily available phones and now where we're at, you know, so we've seen both sides and we grew up right in the middle of the transition. So I think, you know, like that, in and of itself is going to be kind of, like I said, it's an experiment. We'll see in 10 years what it's like, but like, are we going to be better off than people who have lived their whole lives like this? Or are we going to be worse off? You know what I mean? So I, I, I yeah. think, I think there's a piece to not being connected, you know, all the time. Well, in, 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 it's funny that you say that because I find a lot of peace in not being so connected because like, the hardest part is like trying to balance a brand and trying to disconnect and get yeah. back into, you know, what you do like that. Right. Like, cause you always like, man, they got a podcast. They just produce some more content. They, you know, they got more photos. They got more pictures, you know, they got mm -hmm. all this stuff. And then you realize like, you got to play the long game. Yeah. And, that's probably the hardest aspect is playing the long game. Like mm -hmm. even from a health to like a, just everything. Cause you instantly, everything we, we got it right in front of us. And it's like yeah. the world unleashed on us like this. Boom. Now we yeah. got social media. We got my, my space happen. Facebook happen. My space. You can customize, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So like what, so like, what opportunities do you feel like we've developed and like we have now that others didn't didn't have? Oh, we lost Carson. Give it a, give it a second. So he'll be back in a moment, folks. Let's take a little break.
And Carson's back. <laughs> Speaking of technology, right yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, it is what it is, man. I just appreciate you coming on the podcast. So I found a way. Can't wait till he can't wait till Elon has that internet thing work out, man. <laughs> man, like <laughs> I don't even I don't even keep track of that. Like what was what was the internet plan with all that? Uh oh. Oh, we lost Carson again. And we're back. Man, that's a killer. I probably sound and look a little different. Nah, that's <laughs> all good, switch, man. Had to switch things, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on tonight, but 
You know, nah, you if good. I was sitting here watching Netflix, <laughs> everything would be working fine. But since I'm doing this, you know, you everything's got to be weird. You know what I'm saying? Nah, uh, I get it. I get it. So, so we were talking about the opportunities that we have. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. And you just mentioned um, something. You just mentioned. Um, Anyways, opportunities that we've had. Uh, it, it's, what I was talking about earlier is kind of double-sided. You know what I mean? Um, you just—that's what it was. You just mentioned that uh, you know everything's kind of at the at our fingertips now. Like we can just go grab it. Like you said, like social media um, information. You know, I don't know why anybody gets on Facebook and asks questions anymore, or like ask someone in the room what something is because it's right there, man. Get on your phone, hit Google type it in and it's there there's the answer like all of them <laughs> all the answers everything's on there it's, don't hurt the they feel it was don't, yeah, don't no, hurt they feel sorry don't hurt they feel i'm sorry guys <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's the truth though man i guess the truth hurts sometimes it's it's all there you know what i mean like so that's the same thing that's kind of our disadvantage is also an advantage if you use it the right way you know um I can't tell, I wouldn't be where I'm at at all with any of any of the things I do without some of the technology we have, man. It's just right at our fingertips. Um, you know, so I think the, the best advice there is to find that, that middle ground where it's not stressing you out, always being connected to everybody or seeing everyone's opinions all the time. Um, but then also being able to utilize and take advantage of all the things that we have with it. You know, like I said, there's nothing out there that's not, you know, that we know at least that's not there for you to go find. Um, you can get on and watch videos. You can, uh, you know, talk to people live, you know, across the world about how they do things. You know what I mean? The, the information that's out there is kind of crazy now when you think about it. Like it, it's literally all at our fingertips. We just got to be willing to put in a little extra effort and time to, to, to grab it, you know? Okay. Um, but so our, our parents didn't have that, you know. They had to get on the internet in the '90s, in the early '80s. Uh, that was unheard of, man. Like you had to dial up. That's big facts. That horrible noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's big facts. No, I agree. Like so, it, photography is fairly entrepreneurial, yeah. and. It's one of those things where, and, and I've noticed this trend. I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of people are like, I want to be an entrepreneur tomorrow, quit my job today yeah. and go make money. Like yeah. it's this weird dichotomy of, oh, I want to make 10 grand a month. I'm like, and, and in my thought process, I'm like, you realize most of these people that are making that money consistently have been in the game for five to 10 years. Like what? Time. What would be your advice to those that are trying to find meaning in the job market and, and searching for that passion and and doing those things? How would you approach? Like, if you had to give advice, what would you say to them? Uh, well, if if you're wanting to find meaning, um, chances are you aren't going to find it working like a, what you would call like a job, like a regular job. Um, okay. I've looked for it everywhere, and all the jobs I've ever worked, I, I guess you can find meaning in everything, and you know. There's, there's things you can pull out of it. There's nothing wrong with having it working a nine to five. There's, I'm not saying that at all. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I obviously do it every day, but what I am saying is like, you're not going to really 
feel a lot of meaning unless it's something that you're behind. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if you're on the line for it, that's the meaning right there. You know, you're putting your work into something that you're producing and you're not producing it for somebody else. Um, mm -hmm. You're putting your name out there. Um, I think, I think anybody that really feels a certain way about something, you know, mm -hmm. people all have their things, you know, um, some people are really into, you know, animals. Some people are really technologically savvy. Some people can code. I mean, you don't have to, you know, get a college degree to do a lot of these things anymore. You know, if you, if you can prove you're good at something, you sure you don't need, you sure you don't you don't need, need to go to college. This. I mean, you can go to college, but you don't have to, you know what I mean? I'm like, being facetious. <laughs> oh, I know you are. Yeah, I know you are. But seriously, uh, you know, some of the best, some of the best in any game didn't get schooled the, the, the natural, the traditional way, you know, things have changed. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you're looking for meaning, you need to do something for yourself is the big yeah. thing, you know, and it needs to yeah. be something that you're really passionate about. Cause like I said earlier, um, you know, I could totally wreck this photography thing as far as a business model goes and never go anywhere with it, but I'm still going to be taking pictures. Cause that's, that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to do that regardless if I'm getting paid for it. I do it now when I don't get paid for it, you know, like the street photography and stuff. Um, and a lot of like more of my promotional marketing, um, photography, you know, things that I'm putting up that, um, I'm putting up in the, in more of a sense to try to gain more attention. Um, I'm doing that on my own time, you know what I mean? And the people I'm taking the photos of are doing that kind of stuff on their own time. Um, and okay. like you said, it's not going to happen quick. Like you're not going to be making money overnight. It, you're going to be spending money every night all the time. If you want to, if you want to make it somewhere, you're going to have to just get ready to, to spend money first and, you know, learn how to manage your money and then, mm -hmm. you know, dump that into your business. I agree. I agree. So when it comes down to photography and your craft and everything, like, would you say what motivates you more? Is it the process or the finished product? And there's a weird dichotomy in in in, in photography with that. So I want you to kind of break that down a little bit for us. Yeah. So you know, obviously, you know, all of the work you're doing is for the product, and you're not really gonna know whether it was worth it until you see it, right? So there's mm -hmm. that aspect of it, like everybody especially me like i love seeing that final product like oh man there it is that's what i want that's what i was looking for you know i found it i pulled it out of the image or whatever um but there's a really good satisfaction to you know learning how to do something gaining the knowledge it takes to do it putting it into practice and then because of all that work you did seeing a good product you know what i mean so mm -hmm. I don't know, man, it's, it's, that's a hard one for photography to, to say, but, uh, I remember, here's a good example. I remember, you know, back when we wrestled, me and you were on the wrestling team together, like when I did it back in like middle school, um, mm -hmm. you know what my favorite part about wrestling was? It was like running until you couldn't run anymore. Like that See? hardcore <laughs> practicing, you know what I mean? Like, but it, it was horrible at the time, but you felt so good, yeah. you know what I mean? afterwards you know when that yeah. when you got faster you got stronger you know what i mean it's that whole working out thing like you got to go through the pain process to get to the product and 
kind of start to fall in love with that pain process. And I think that I've kind of fallen in love with that with photography, you know, the, the hard knocks of posting a picture and it being awful, you know what I mean? And nobody liking it and just passing it by. That's the worst feeling ever. You post a picture and it's like, that's been up for three days and two people liked it, you know? <laughs> Bro, like I was looking at my YouTube channel like, I ain't got no views, no likes on this one. No like, views. Do, do I take it down? It's rough out but there, like, man. But you you look back and the greatest thing is you look back on the process. He's like, man, I, I really thought I was doing it back then. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I really thought, you know, like you get on there. Like, yeah. let me just start doing this thing. And that's hard. Like, it, it is, it's different, man. Like, I'm glad that you mentioned wrestling because even though I wasn't very good at it, no, even though, <laughs> like, it, 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 there's something about you having that control yeah. and getting your butt whipped on that mat. Yeah. You know your what I mean? That's was, a wake-up call. Your team call. was involved in helping you learn how to do it, but once it was time to do it, you're on your own. Man, that's scary, <laughs> but it's fun. Too. Well, and as a as a as like a, a young man, I, I think that was it was pivotal because like you got to tell yourself internally that you lost that match. Yeah. Like you, you got whooped. Like nobody else. It wasn't the coaches. Can't, like yeah, you didn't know anything else. Players. Man, and for for a young me, man, I, I never took responsibility for nothing when I was you know in middle no. school. I'm like, man, if yeah. if look if. if if that would have happened, then I would, you know, like, <laughs> then you look at yourself, yeah, like, exactly. Hey, dog, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> he, the guy, like, what's the other going guy on? Was just better, you know what I mean? The other guy was just better, or you know, you didn't get enough sleep, and that's humbling. In your head, yeah, that that's humbling. You gotta, it's like you got to learn how to overcome that ego. I'm like, dude. Well, and and let me ask you, how do you overcome that ego? Like, because when somebody gets critical, oh, you're like, man, that photo trash. A client, yeah, yeah. a client that you're doing it for do free. Is, yeah, you're doing it for do free, and they go, "I don't whatever. like the photo." How do you react? Yeah, the first thing I want to do is jump to the screen or the phone, or you know, if we're in person, just jump at them. And, you know, get violent. Like it's it's it goes straight to your heart. You know what I mean? Like especially when it's something you're passionate about and they hate it. You know, or you liked it, and, and they're like, "No, nah, it's not good." That hurts. But then you got to remember, like, you know, it's not about you. When you're taking a picture of somebody, it's about them. You know what I mean? They may not like the way they look in that picture. Even if it's the best picture you've ever taken, they may not like it. Um, and some people just trash on your stuff because they're haters. But, you know, you also got to leave that ego at the door for those guys, too. Because it, using your ego and letting that get out of hand always makes you look bad. It, it never Man, makes you look good. Every, anger? You can't be... Like... You can't be a... You, you can't be starting a business and letting your ego go out of control because it's not going to go anywhere that like that's the the fastest way to shoot yourself in the foot is to get upset like what's funny is like this series like i wanted to do it for a while and then a homie was like he meant the best but some people just they don't know how to use tactical empathy right like there was this book that i I was been reading this uh called Ego authority failure. And they talk about this tactical empathy, identifying the negative to get to a positive, but it's all about how you had a conversation. And he goes, well, why don't you get on YouTube? And I was like, well, that takes a lot of production. You know, like I got to have a camera. I got to have a laptop. I got to have this. I got to have that. 
start pulling out all the come, excuses. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. and then I'm like, you know what, man? I'm sitting, I'm contemplating my anxiety getting at me because anxiety is like yeah. anxiety and depression are like the opposite of everything that you should be doing. It's literally your body telling yeah. you that there's something that you want to do and that you can do, but here's all the reasons you be asking. Yeah. Here's all the reasons why you can't. But that forced me to grow. Then I was like, you know what? Just start, you know, because when you see it, you see other people's podcasts. You're like, man, I got to get some celebrities. I got to try to get, let me try to get, you know, Mr. Basketball from there and there. Right. But then like the the beautiful, like the the best part was I just started asking people, hey, bro, want to come on a podcast? You're a millennial. Let's talk about it. Oh, you're not a millennial. Let's talk about how you get involved with millennials. And then it just spiraled. And then I just go down this rabbit hole. Like I've always been good at going down the rabbit hole. And and (laughs) lately I've had to work on systemizing things. Um, That that's hard. Like it's hard getting the system and sticking to it because of all those excuses. Definitely. Yeah. And, And finding that there is a way. So I think that's very interesting. And, you know, I'm really glad that you came on the podcast today. So my question is, is my last question, because I don't want to take too much of your time, bro. Um, so what's go. next for Carson Takes Photos? Like, where would you like to be in the next 10 years? Man, uh, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, speaking of the ego, the ego side of me wants to say, you know, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be set. I'm going to be taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to be doing, focusing on that. Um, I think really the biggest thing for me, man, is just I want to get to a point where, um, you know, this is the the driving factor in my everyday life. You know, I wake up and it's time to go do a photo shoot. You know what I mean? Uh, right now I wake up and I go to work. I go work, you know, for somebody else, making them money. Um, I want to get to the point where, you know, maybe I'm still having to work, but it's I'm working part time doing that and i'm taking photos as a means you know for income um i just want to be able to do what i like doing every day and you know still be able to live if that means i gotta you know make some cuts financially you know live a little bit differently for a while until things pop off then that's what i'm gonna do but uh that's where i want to get right now that's that's the the short long-term goal is to get off of that loop you know what i mean out of that nine to five mentality um, and be able to kind of get off on my own a little bit and see what happens when I get my feet wet, you know, and there's no safety net. So mm. um, that, that's and, beautiful yeah. that you said that because a lot of people don't realize, like, if you sacrifice financially now, you can leaps and bounds later. Right. That's the Definitely. hardest part. Like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm podcasting from this little bitty apartment. You know, <laughs> right. I just got back from deployment. But but the beautiful part about it is, is like the rent's cheap. Yeah. I'm about to deploy again next year. So it's like if I keep my if I could play 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 fantastic defense with my mm-hmm. financial resources, I can provide me, myself, my daughter, and feed my passions well into the future. Right. And exactly. people don't realize it's that sacrifice mm-hmm. that's everything. Yeah, that sacrifice putting, putting is money, everything. Putting all your money that you want to spend on things that you want to bills, you know what I mean? Because you, so you can knock that out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking big chunks yeah. out, you know, or like you said, moving to a smaller house. For me, it was selling my house, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting a job where I made a little bit more money, uh, going more into the rental idea of things. But like the big, big thing is paying off some medical bills, paying off, you know, all the debt, 
getting rid of all of that, man. So that when you're making money, it, it, you're making income and you're being, you're able to do the things you need to do with it financially versus, you know, just catching up on your bills. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't have the biggest data package on my phone and I'm still rocking the iPhone X, which, you know, isn't that old, but there's been a couple of come out since then. You know what I mean? Like it's paid off though. So you kind of get addicted to those things too. Don't you like, you get addicted to trying to figure out ways to put the money where you want it. You know what I mean? Where like, you know, I'm going to drive this car until I can't anymore. So I'm going to take really good care of it so that, you know, I'm not spending all this money on a car when I want to spend money on new photography gear or I want to be set so I can go do more photography, you know, but, or in your case, you know, you want to spend some money on your podcast, you know, you, you, you're able to do that. And that's so freeing, man. Like to know that you got money in the bank, you're set, and like you're good to go. Like you can do what you need to do with your money. That's a great feeling. Yeah. You can't do it when no, you're dead, though. That's huge. You can't. And no. man, like so. All right. So you said something deep right there. I know, man. Let me let me get into this real quick because Let's go. I see a big major debate on social media. Go get the house. And you've been there. Oh, yeah. You had the house. I've been there, man. I so had the house. what made you switch over to renting? Like what, 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 yeah. what intricacies are people not getting about buying a house Man. versus renting? So if, if, if you want a home, if, if that's what you want, like for instance, you got a family, um, you like the idea of being able to make things your own, um, and, and you want that, you know, uh, cause in the, in the long run, it is an investment. And if you've got the money to front it, it's an instant investment, but, um, coming from me, <laughs> it's going to be a while before I buy a house again. You know, that was an experience. I had great, I had a great time. I learned a lot. It was so stressful. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're putting your, your name on that dotted line for over 60, 80, a hundred thousand dollars. And like, if you don't have it, you're gone. And that's a mark forever. You know what I mean? Like that's a big deal. But then you're not thinking about insurance, taxes, your water heater going out in the middle of the night your dog wrecking the carpet you know what i mean and now you got to replace it like all those little things man that there's a lot of little things that that are rough you know what i mean so uh i think for me personally there's an advantage to renting just for the peace of mind you know not having to worry about the big bills and you know worst case scenario they're going to send me packing from here and i'll go find a new place that's it you lose your house that's a big deal man that's 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 a new ball game. That's not getting kicked out of an apartment. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, like I agree because, you know, it's weird because I like I came back down to Southern Illinois. My dad had a rental property there. He was moving and it needed to be renovated. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Man, I, I was just ripping and running, driving myself crazy because things were going awry. Like oh, it'll you get one thing fast. done. And then you find this, you get another thing done and you find that then you invest those hopes and those dreams in it. And it becomes an ego thing versus everything else. Right. Like we, it it all comes back to ego, man. Oh, I got a house. I got a whip. When all you, you know, like you, you do all these things. You know what I mean? And air conditioning when it's hot, like, man, dog, you you know what I mean? (laughs) Like you don't need three stories. If it wasn't everything brand new. (sighs) You're right. Like, we're, if it wasn't for me, we're not me, used to that. <laughs> Things uh, have changed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, social media, man. You gotta have this. You gotta have that. You know what I mean? You gotta have the what? the car, the house, the girlfriend, the family. 
the kids, you know what I mean? You're bombarded with it. That goes back to what we talked about earlier. Man. That's a whole, we could do a whole other episode on that. Man, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. It, you, I'm going to get you back on the podcast. You know, you my this boy. I'm going to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about awesome. something else. Yeah, I, I got a bunch of uh, other little snippets and series and stuff we could talk about. I mean, we're going to do it man. big in the future. Anytime, uh, so man. what would you say to end this podcast? What would you say your number one trait? Was it assisted you in accomplishing what you have so far and what's going to take you forward? Um, man, it's, it's kind of a, it's a, this is something I consider kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time. But, you know, I was, when I was young, young, uh, you know, my parents and, you know, they figured out that I was obsessive compulsive, you know what I mean? And not just cause a lot of people just use that term, but like really obsessed. I have OCD. Um, and you know, it, it's kind of it holds me back in some aspects because I get too attached to something and I can't let it go. You know what I mean? Like if something's not just right, I'll keep working on it until I drive myself nuts. And, you know, I might talk to someone else and they don't even notice what I'm talking about. Um, but at the same time, especially for photography, like that's crucial to be able to obsess over something. Like you got to be able to obsess over it to make it better. Um, and, and the same thing goes with business and finances and all this stuff we've talked about. Um, if you can get obsessed with some of this stuff, man, it makes it so much easier. And, uh, I'm definitely obsessed with taking pictures. So it's helped a lot. That's real, bro. And the fact that you talked about obsession is is real, man, because as millennials, we have to be obsessed with what we have because we're stuck in a weird boat of like, not quite having enough resources, whether it's under our own fruition, right? There are a lot of millennials that are super squared away financially. Um, but I also think as, you know, hungry millennials, you know what I mean? Right. Like with that obsession, like that passion moves us way forward. Cause often you find a lot of people who they get to a point where they've achieved all the goals. Cause there wasn't any work really in the process. Right. And now it's nothing like I know people who have traveled the world already yeah, and they only in their twenties. Mm-hmm. Now they're highs. They, it, it's like that. It's like, that's why a lot of people go into substance abuse. It's like chasing another high, chasing yeah, another new. thing. You gotta find that feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, that, but you know what, goes, brother? That go ahead. Deep. That goes deep. Yeah. Though. I mean, like, you know, especially someone when, when you're handed something worse versus working for it, you don't appreciate it. And, you know, you, it's just not the same, you know, and anybody that anybody that's had stuff handed to him probably doesn't understand that, you know, you might figure it out yeah. later when things change, if they change, you know, but, you know, coming from a background like ours where you had to work for everything, you know, even as kids, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That that's a huge factor, though, when you you take that into the context of business and, you know, making it and being financially stable, you know, taking mm-hmm. like you said the bad, the negative and turning it into something good. Yeah. Nah, that's all facts. Well, you know, bro, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, tell the viewers where they can reach you at if they want to, uh, get photos done or how they can network. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, uh, just, uh, Carson Morrison on Instagram, uh, Carson Morrison on Facebook, obviously. Um, and then my website is, uh, www.carsontakesphotos.com. 
Um, you can reach me on any of those platforms. Um, just hop on there, send me a message, get on my website. There's a, a contact uh, section. You just get on there and, you know, you send in what you want and uh, I'll get an email and we'll get to talking. Um, we'll get on the phone and plan something. Okay, outstanding. And uh, for y'all that's tuned into the podcast, I'll have all of his links below the video and everything so y'all can reach out to him. Please, if y'all got any photography needs, needs hit up my boy Carson. So, Please hey, do. Carson, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. We appreciate yep. you, brother. Hey, man, Thank you're you. doing a good thing, man. Good job. I appreciate you. All right, brother. Be easy. All right, peace. <laughs>